can I say in 15 minutes that can cover my entire career? And it started with my family, but it included so many more. And I had one goal during my career, and that was to win more than everyone else. We did. Welcome to Baseball Biz. I'm Mark Harbage, your host. Glad to have you here again today. Brandon will be joining me via recording, and I will be inserting my notes into his MLB rundown. So we'll have a little fun with that, and we are so glad to have you here. Also, we wanted to give a tip of the hat to the Hall of Fame winners, and the gentleman that you heard at the very beginning is the CEO of the Miami Marlins, otherwise known as Mr. November, the captain of the Yankees, Derek Jeter. Okay, okay, settle down or we'll have to call your parents. The man who's accomplished so much, and I would say, you know, he is the current model of what you think of who Mr. Yankee would be. Maybe that's a bit much. He distills what many of us would like to see with any of our baseball players. I think he was a gentleman. I think he had a lot of self-discipline. And he brought a great deal of entertainment. Many of you have probably seen that video with him diving into the crowd to capture a ball and get it out against his opponent. But he's done a lot more than that. Let's get a little rundown here of what he has. Maybe the best thing to be able to call him is a Yankees yank. Or a yank, the yank of Yankees. I mean, he had achieved a lot in his career. I say, well, let's see. The total number of games that Derek Jeter played was 2,747. He is first among Yankees with that. At bats, he's had over 11,195 times he came to the plate. He's first in that. Hits, 3,465 hits. First in that. Doubles, 544. And here's the one thing, though. I couldn't believe it. On the first ballot, he did get on with the uh, Hall of Fame, but that one surprise, biggest surprise, was out of the 397 votes of the writers and such that uh, select the Hall of Famers, 396 of them voted for him, so there was one fella who did not. Who would do that? Even if you're not a fan of the Yankees, you have to be a fan of somebody who can play the game like Derek Jeter did. And though now he may be the captain and CEO of the Marlins, he will always be a Yankee. Here's part of that same speech he gave at his induction at the Hall of Fame when he spoke out to the Yankees fans. And that was a shortstop for the New York Yankees. Now I'm a Yankee forever. And without question, you know, you helped me get here today as much as any individual I've mentioned. To this day, especially right now in this moment, I still represent you. And it's been one of the greatest honors of my life. Did you hear that? That's Derek Jeter giving me his speech at uh, Cooperstown for the Hall of Fame induction. And what I'm saying, did you hear that little bit of booing at the end? I mean, let's face it, it's baseball. You're never going to make somebody happy, and somebody's going to always express their displeasure, whether it's with a boo or whether it's a thumbs down. So thank you, Derek Jeter, for all those great years that you gave us, entertaining us as a Yankee, 
and may you have a successful and storied career with the Marlins. But for now, let's take a look at what's happening across the wild world of baseball with the rundown. Brandon, off to you. All right. Thank you, Mark. And thank you to everybody. And hello for listening to this week's Baseball Biz. And even though I wasn't able to make it live to record the show, I appreciate Mark for letting me pre-record the rundown here on Wednesday morning. And hopefully it goes better than his Louisville Cardinals did Monday night against Ole Miss. Okay, Brandon, have your fun, buddy. But now I'm going to update folks as we go through your rundown. I have the benefit of this being (laughs) September 9th, so I have one more day's worth of information, Brandon. All right, so now that I got the jokes at Mark's expense out of the way, let's dive into the NL standings to lead off. In the NL West, the Giants lead that division at 89-50. and You'll be happy to know the Giants have actually advanced to 90 wins this season as they defeated the Rockies, and today they're moving on to the Cubs. In the NL West, the Giants lead that division at 89-50. and 90-50. One game ahead of the Dodgers. Two games ahead of the Dodgers. 15 and a half ahead of the Padres. 26 ahead of the Rockies. And 44 ahead of the Diamondbacks. And does it really matter how many games <laughs> that the Giants are ahead of the Diamondbacks and the Rockies? Enough said. In the NL Central, the Brewers have a healthy lead in that division at 85-55. and 55. And after last night's win... Against the Phillies, it's 86-55. to 55. 11 ahead of the Reds. 12 ahead of the Reds. 14 and a half ahead of the Cardinals. 21 ahead of the Cubs. And 34 and a half ahead of the Pirates. And once again, does it matter how far ahead the Brewers are over the Cubs and Pirates? In the NL East, the Braves lead at 73-64. and 64. Now 73-65 and 65 after their loss to the Nationals last night. Two and a half ahead of the Phillies, four ahead of the Mets, and both the Marlins and Nationals are 16 and a half back. Both of those teams are now only 15 and a half games back, but once again, does it really matter? Well, if you saw that game last night between the Marlins and the Mets, you would say, yeah, it matters. Great game, great game, with an absolutely huge, fantastic performance by Sandy Alcantara. His pitching was phenomenal with 14 strikeouts. Ouch! The Mets were hurting after that, but it was a slow offensive game. Nonetheless, this series, both teams have one win, and today in Miami, we'll find out who wins the series. Going to the AL, heading out west once again. The Astros lead at 81-57. and 57. Astros now 81-58 and 58 with a new loss from the hands of the Mariners. Six and a half ahead of the Mariners. Leaving them only five and a half games ahead of the Mariners. It's tightening up. Seven games ahead of the A's, who I just want to give a quick shout out to both them and the Blue Jays. That that uniform combination that they had on Friday night where the A's were wearing Kelly Green and the Blue Jays were wearing their powder blues, that was awesome. And I wish more leagues, mostly the NHL and NFL, would allow both teams to wear their colored uniforms because I just think that makes the product look so much better on TV and in person. But back to the standings. The Angels are 12 and a half back, and the Rangers 31 back. In the AL Central, the White Sox have a healthy lead in that division. They are 80 and 58. Now 80 and 59 after a loss last night to the Oakland A's, who they'll be playing again today this afternoon. 
11 ahead of the Indians, 16 ahead of the Tigers, 18 ahead of the Royals, and 19 ahead of the Twins, who are continuing their, their disappointing season. Brandon, I have to add that as poorly as the Twins may be doing for the season, it's worth noting they've won their last four games. One, they won against the Rays at Tropicana. And let's see, the last three games they've played against Cleveland, they've won. So they've taken that series, and they'll be playing Cleveland again today and possibly a sweep of four games there. <laughs> Go ahead and continue. And lastly, the AL East, with the Rays, who are in first place at 88-51. and 51. Sad to say that's now 88-52 to 52 due to the loss last night to a formidable Boston Red Sox, headed up at the mound by Nathan Evaldi and some really good work by Hunter Renfro, both in the outfield and at the plate. I'll share more with you about that series later in the show. The Yankees are 9.5 back, the Red Sox 10 back, Red Sox 9 back, the Blue Jays 12 back, and the Orioles 43 back. And Brandon, a couple of notes from the future back to you. The Blue Jays are now only 11 games back, and something everybody needs to remember about the Orioles. While they may not have much chance of winning a division or even getting into the wild card, they certainly can disturb it. Recently, they took two games away from the Yankees. Ouch. And before I head out, since it is September and the wild card races are heating up, I want to look, take a look at the wild card standings. Since we started in the National League, I'll start out there. The first wildcard spot's pretty much wrapped up. It's either going to be the Dodgers or the Giants, as the Dodgers are in first place, 14 and a half ahead of the second spot. Correction, now 13 and a half games ahead of the second spot. The second spot is actually tied between the Padres and the Reds, but the Padres have the inside track because they have played two less games than the Reds. Hmm, Brandon, let's see what's changed in today. So, as far as the contenders, yeah, uh, we've got, obviously, Cincinnati one game back, Philly three games back, St. Louis three and a half games back, and the New York Mets four and a half games back. Falls off pretty dramatically after that with the Cubbies ten games back to be in the National League wild card. What else you got for me, Brandon? In the American League? Hold on, Brandon. I'm going to take over here the notes on the American League wild card. There have been some changes. And I spoke with Brett Cardi the other day with the Cardi Show podcast and talking about the Blue Jays. One of the things we were talking about is there's still no telling what's going to happen with the American League wild card. And why is that? Well, if we look closely, the Rays obviously are going to be taking the AL East division. Houston's going to be taking their division most likely. White Sox are going to be taking theirs. So what does that remain? The remainder is for the wild card. The three teams that are at the top vying for the American League wild card are all AL East teams. Red Sox, Yankees, Blue Jays. But right behind the Blue Jays, here comes the Seattle Mariners. So between all these teams, we're looking maybe two and a half games back. And then after that, actually, the Oakland A's are there too. So it's going to be tight to see who gets the American League wild card. And if we look at what's been happening lately, uh, the Yankees. The Yankees have been taking on the chin the last few games with Toronto. I think they got another game today. And if, if they don't step up, they're going to keep falling back. 
Seattle, like I said, I, I didn't see them anywhere coming out this year, but they surprised me as also. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, that's all I got for the American League wildcard. What else, Brandon? All right, that'll do it for the rundown. I appreciate everybody listening in, and I appreciate Mark once again for letting me pre-record this. And hopefully we get some good storylines and really good games coming down to the wire and heading into October. But this is when baseball gets really good. The playoffs are honestly the best part of every sport, and baseball is no exception to that because it's honestly one of the best playoffs around. So with that being said, everybody have a great day. Thank you for listening, and back to you, Mark. And thank you very much, Brandon. It's always great having you on the show, even in recorded version. But I was wondering, man, you know, I know you're on a special project today, and I know Max Kellerman is no longer with ESPN's first take. Are you talking with Stephen Smith? Best wishes if you are. <laughs> Look forward to having Brandon back in real soon as a regular co-host of the show. Anyway, let's continue. Reflecting on yesterday's Hall of Fame ceremonies and the inductees, we talked a little bit earlier about Derek Jeter. And of course, there was Larry Walker up there with his little SpongeBob pin in his lapel as an inductee. But uh, on a more serious matter, there's a gentleman who's no longer amongst us, Marvin Miller, who made a big difference with baseball. And he also was inducted. But the thing about Marvin Miller is people don't know who he is. I said, well, didn't he have something to do with the, the Players Association? Yeah, he did. Well, what was that? Did he have something to do with that reserve clause? Yeah, he did again. He fought to get rid of it. And what was the reserve clause? The reserve clause is this. Once you signed on as a player with a team, they owned you once upon a time. They owned you. You could not go to another team. You know, if you wanted to play baseball somewhere else, unless the owners decided, yeah, it's okay for you to go there, you were stuck, you know, or your career was over. You know, Marvin Miller fought for the players. He fought for the players where they went to the Supreme Court, and I think it was rejected then as far as being able to get uh, the reserve clause. It finally came down to, I think, arbitration with Major League Baseball, and they finally got to where players could go ahead and have the ability to be able to control their own future, of course, after, what, six years in the majors. Mm, kind of ugly. But one person they need to think about really long and hard, and that's Kurt Flood. Kurt Flood brought a lot to the game. He was a great center fielder. He began his baseball career with the Cincinnati Redlegs. He was traded in that first year with them to the Cardinals. And the St. Louis Cardinals, they knew what they had. This man brought it all. Three-time All-Star, 1964, 66, and 68. A Golden Glove winner for seven consecutive seasons from 1963 through 1969. He led the National League in putouts as a center fielder four times. And then he led the National League in fielding percentages as a center fielder three times. He retired with the third most games as a center fielder for them. And that was, what, uh, 1,683 games. Is that batting average? 322 in 1961. Outstanding player. 
This is a man, when it came down to supporting his fellow players, he did. Took his case to court so that he could control his own destiny. He could control the teams he played for. There was not a single active baseball player who would come to the court and support him. Not an active one. I believe Jackie Robinson was one of the few faces who was there to support Kurt Flood. With my final two cents, I want to ask the Hall of Fame to strongly consider Kurt Flood for our future inductee for Cooperstown. Thank you all for joining me again here today on Baseball Biz. We look forward to talking with you all again real soon. Special thanks to X-Take RUX for the music rocking forward.